Hey everyone, this is Jamie Bateman. Real quickly, I wanted to share with you something uh, that's been pivotal in the growth and success of my businesses, and that is my partnership with Haven Financial Services. Um, I've been working with Haven for over a year now. Christine Valdez was on episode 70 of this podcast. So go check that out if you want to hear her story. It was a fantastic personal story for sure. But Haven has been awesome. They provide me with monthly reports that are super clear and discernible. And it, that provides me with clarity and focus so that I can do what I do best, which is running my businesses, not preparing financial reports. Um, again, if you're in the market for a top-notch financial service company, uh, or if you just want to check one out, go to www.jamiebateman slash Haven and check out Haven Financial Services. Again, that's jamiebateman slash Haven. I uh, can't recommend them enough. Christine and her team have been fantastic. So I definitely recommend you check out Haven Financial Services at www.jamiebateman forward slash Haven. Let's get back to the show. In this episode of the From Adversity to Abundance podcast, we chat with Marcus Ross, who is in Melbourne, Australia, which is where my teammate Sandra is from. Uh, but Marcus is now a counselor um, and uh, has gone through a lot of painful things in his life, including uh, you know, relationship issues, uh, an unexpected parent death, and then two divorces, unfortunately. Um, and uh, it's interesting to see the difference in between the two uh, divorces as far as Marcus's reflection on them and uh, how much uh, more ownership he took of the problems with his second marriage. Um, so we dive into that and we dive into entrepreneurship and, um, you know, leaving a job that he had for 20 years to create his own business. Um, and uh, <clears throat> he's got, unfortunately, a lot of credibility with regard to navigating adversity and getting to an abundance mindset. Um, you know, he talks a lot about uh, modifying bad behaviors and talks a lot about communication, being critical. Um, and really his business is geared toward men, mostly going through men going through hard times is what it sounds like. But um, that doesn't mean that there's not something in this episode for everyone. There, he's very relatable, very down to earth. Um, and um, And he does open up quite a bit about, again, a lot of painful things he's been through in his life that unfortunately a lot of people can probably relate to. Um, so he's still on his, you know, I guess, financial abundance journey. Um, but I think you'll find this episode beneficial. Inspiring stories of real people overcoming incredible odds to live life to the fullest. We are all guaranteed to face hardships. How will we handle the adversity? Join us to be moved by everyday people who have turned poverty into prosperity and weakness into wealth. Be inspired as these relatable heroes get vulnerable and former counterintelligence investigator Jamie Bateman puts his interviewing skills to the test. Restore your faith in humanity as you experience true Cinderella stories of average people turning surreal struggle and deep despair into booming businesses and financial fortune. Take ownership of the life you are destined to live and turn your adversity into abundance. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Bateman, and I'm excited today to have a special guest on with us, Marcus Ross. Of He's the phone, founder and owner, excuse me, of Ready to Heal Counseling. Uh, and he's in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, Marcus, how are you doing today? Very good. Thanks, Jamie. How are you? Doing well. Um, sun is shining here, I guess. Uh, what time is it there? It's about 4 a.m. Okay. Hey, you pick this time. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I, I am an early riser. There you go. Okay. I, I bet we're maybe going to touch on that. Um, so Marcus, we met on, on Facebook um, and, um, and you know, what you've told me about your story was, was very moving. And uh, I thought that 
you'd make a fantastic guest for our show. And we just were speaking before we hit record about the intent of the show, which is, you know, to inspire people who are going through a hard time or, um, you know, all of us will face adversity and, and, um, the intent of the show is to, uh, talk to everyday people who have faced adversity, right. And to determine kind of analyze, you know, how that went and how, how you, uh, handled that. And, and, uh, pull out some lessons from there. So for the listeners who are unfamiliar with you, uh, let dive into kind of who you are today and, and what you have going on uh, right now. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, so I'm the, uh, as you mentioned, I'm a founder and owner of Ready to Heal Counseling. Um, and I started this business only last year, only just last year, actually. Uh, I started my journey on the counselling pathway back in 2020 um, to do my training and so forth. And a big part of that is uh, wanting to, having a passion to help to help other people uh, when they might be going through tough times themselves. Got it. Uh, and in my business currently, I work predominantly with men, uh, predominantly around life transitions of any kind, any major life transitions they may be going through, uh, which does include things like separations and divorces. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's all really about empowering men towards their best lives. Um, yeah, I feel like I personally have a connection to that being on the journey that I've been on and now I'd like to use the experiences and the pain, I guess, that I felt at that time. Obviously, um, yeah, it was obviously a difficult time of my life, but I'd like to use that, um, you know, to help, to help others who may be going through a similar situation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's really positive. That's a really positive thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And in the uh, in the practice that I currently have, uh, yeah, we use a I use a range of uh, range of techniques: um, EBT, ACT, and mindfulness therapies. Um, as I said, just to we can get stuck in that position myself back in early 2020 i was feeling unfulfilled frustrated and lost at that time um didn't really know yeah where where to go um i think a lot of men you know find themselves in that similar situation uh, especially when, you know, they're in a family environment and, you know, they're going through a separation and there's a lot of changes involved and mm-hmm. adjustments, adjustments that need to be, that need to be made. Sure. And yeah, it's just a difficult time of transition, I guess. Yeah. And, um, just, to be able to find your purpose and to be able to move forwards, I think is really important in that, yeah. in that situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's where I am today. Got it. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I mean, unfortunately, I think a lot of men can probably relate to what you're talking about. Um, and uh, so if you would, let's, let's back up a little bit and kind of set the stage for how you got to early 2020. You know, what was your, and it doesn't need to start from your, your birth, but you can back up to as far as you want to, um, to just set the stage, set the concept, context uh, for, you know, what, what did your life look like, you know, 10, 15 years ago leading up to 2020? Yeah, well. I might actually go back a little bit further than that, actually, because um, I feel like there is a couple of sort of defining type of moment, moments um, in my life that did have an impact and end up 
ultimately end up in me being in that position that I spoke about before where I was just sort of feeling unfulfilled and a little bit stuck, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. with it, um, yeah, not having, not being clear on, on that purpose, that purpose in life. Um, so I guess uh, first thing mentioned, so I grew up on a uh, family farm in the country and we had, uh, like, we had sheep and cattle and cropping, cropping farm mainly. And uh, I, there was just me and my older sister, and it was obviously great. Um, yeah, with the lots of space to run around and explore and everything like that. So it was obviously really great uh, experience. Uh, growing up, growing up in that uh, in that location, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I guess growing up, something that does sort of stick out and and come to mind, I guess, mm-hmm. is uh, like I used to go out and like follow my dad around a lot, doing different jobs and different things around the farm, mm-hmm. just sort of helping out and. Um, I do remember, like, I did have a really good relationship uh, with my parents mm-hmm. and, and with my dad and, uh, you know, we had a good bond and he would, one thing I do remember, he got me involved in junior football from a very young age, mm. a sport called um, AFL, which I'm not sure how uh, how much you know, how much you know about the sport in, uh, um, yeah, over there, but... Uh, um, but yeah, it's quite um, quite athletic, um, and everything like that. And um, for for but, us in the US, you're talking soccer, right? No, it's um, oh, no. it's an oval, it's an oval ball. Okay. Um, and there's a lot of Australia, jumping. This is Australian football, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's a lot of jumping and marking, and um, okay, yeah, it's very yeah, athletic. Yeah. I have... Um, I don't think there's a lot of it shown. There's a lot of mm-hmm. it shown, um, yeah, over there. But um, but anyway, so is um, this is this like rugby or is it different than that? Uh different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. We can have a side conversation later. That's it. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably okay. another pod. Another, yeah, podcast. another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So he got me involved in that, which I'm very thankful for. And um, obviously, like he was involved heavily in the club in sort of volunteer roles and different things like that. Um, and anyway, you know, that was great experience, I think, for me and, you know, the development and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, big and, and big part of my life growing up was I remember, you know, um, jumping in the vehicle and my dad taking me to every Saturday morning, my dad taking me to sport and, um, and doing that. So, um, yeah, obviously you want to reiterate that, you know, in, in general, was a great childhood, and you know, had a did have a close bond with both my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, having said that, mm-hmm. back when I was sort of six years old, I can sort of distinctly remember. Um, you know, I'd be helping my dad outside on the farm, mm-hmm. um, and unfortunately, he wasn't the best at handling his emotions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he'd be doing a job, and he'd get frustrated with something and, um, uh, you know, he sort of cursed to himself and throw the odd, um, throw the odd tool around. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess at that age I didn't really know, like, what, what to make of that. Um, so that was just one experience that I think was actually, you know, really important in where I ended up being before I um, before I went on my went through my transformation I guess you could say mm-hmm. um, and affected yeah like affected things later on later on for me mm-hmm. um, so yeah um, it so was and I, and um, I, I do not want to pry too much and this it's not the intent of, of the show but just we're talking about physical abuse is that what no, no, not physical. It was more just um, emotional. Well, it wasn't actually 
it wasn't actually aimed at actually aimed at yeah, me just how he could, you were watching it was just he, yeah it was just more how he held himself got it, um got it just got frustrated you know quite easily um so yeah it was just more about yeah like emotional emotional control i guess right and um, that's your that's your model for how to how to yeah that's time, right that so that's what, your model right yeah that's what i saw um got it another thing like my um my parents were quite um you know, had quite strong um conversations at times um you know which i was i was present and mm-hmm. you know so so yeah no, nothing um nothing physical as such it was That's just true. that um you know that strong verbal conflict sure. um which you know looking back probably did yeah. influence influence myself and you know uh, how I communicated and um, yeah, understood dealt, and dealt with the people around me. Right, and six is you know pretty young, <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, it's not like you're sixteen or twenty six. And okay, yeah, that's I, right. I understand now. You know, adults don't always get along. You know, but yeah, that's you're very impressionable and uh, vulnerable. You know, at that point. Um, so okay so then um and i and i don't i don't mean to gloss over things but, you know i do want to make sure we cover as much as we can um so and then fast forward a little bit for us if you would yeah so um so i went through i up until the age of 17 i was on the um i was on the farm and obviously doing my education and helping out with bits and pieces Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, when I was seventeen, started a role uh, in automotive automotive industry. Actually, um, like parts a parts retail type role, and I was predominantly in that career um, for sort of well over twenty years, over twenty years until until more recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to put it all. Sort of hard to condense it all down, but um, yeah, but yeah, like I was back in, um, like I've I, I've been mar- I've been married twice. Um, okay. So my first the first time that I was married, we've had a to my previous relationship. I had a um, we had a son, we had a son together. Mm-hmm. Um, he's now ten years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Um, and 2000 and probably the other another defining moment for me um, that I can think of is back in 2011, which was actually the year, um, yeah, like that my son that my son was born, um, and unfortunately, in early 2011, uh, we lost my dad uh, in a shock. Car, um, vehicle accident. Um, so, yeah, that was that was a difficult thing for us all. I was the only male in the family that was sort of left because there was just, as far as immediate family, like my mum and my sister and myself were, you know, yeah. were the ones were the ones left behind. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and obviously being the fact that it was. A shock, you know. We weren't, we weren't, yeah, you weren't prepared that. at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, like that was that was really difficult. Um, and you know, at the time, I was sort of living a distance apart from my dad, so you know that brought up a lot of different feelings, you know, of, of regret and different things. Um, you know, about yeah, spending more time yeah. with him, I guess, towards the end of you know, towards the end of his time. Sure. Um, but we never do know, you know, we never do know how long, how long right. any of us have. So that's right. where, um, you know, that's brought a lot of gratitude to me now to be very, you know, thankful for all of this, like the precious time that we do have, yeah. you know, with our kids and with our, with our family members. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I feel like that was a disappointing moment for me and I didn't really, talk about it or deal with it at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think from memory I had a couple of counselling sessions, but 
it didn't really even didn't really you know, touch, touch the surface of what you know what was there like the feelings sure. that I felt and actually addressing the you know the grief the grief involved mm-hmm. and so I just sort of ignored it and swept it under the carpet thinking that you know that was the right thing to do and Mm-hmm. I, you know, I just needed to keep on going because you know I'm a, I'm a man, and we don't we don't talk we <laughs> yes. don't talk about this we don't talk about this stuff. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So that was um, well, especially if you you know about how old were you then, if you don't mind me asking, uh, in 2011. Um. Yeah. So I'm 40 now. So yeah, okay. I would have been like. Yeah, 20, 20s. Yeah. Well, I just, it, it doesn't, I'm just trying to get some context, more context. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, I mean, and, and again, if you're, I think a lot of men can relate to that. You know, it's, it's just, um, you can end up, and I think we're going to get into this, but especially once you have a, a family and, um, you know, a job, and it's very easy to get, isolated and and then culturally we're not programmed or you know we're just not open in general to always sharing emotional things and and uh you know as you very well know um so i it to- makes total sense you know from from my standpoint i mean i think a lot of men can relate to that but a lot of people can relate to that um so and then um so at that point you were still married with in your first marriage right yeah, so uh, actually, what actually how it went? So unfortunately, we lost that in sort of earlier in two thousand March in two thousand eleven. Um, then my son was born in October two thousand eleven. So, um, yeah, I was a little bit, a little bit sad that you know that my dad didn't meet my son. They just, they just missed each other. But um, you know, they, um, yeah, hopefully, you know. Passed on some uh, some values and things, mm-hmm. um, you know, from from my dad to my son. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, 2011 was pretty big, uh, <laughs> pretty big pretty time big actually. Yeah, and then um, I believe my son was only around was only around one, unfortunately, when um, like when we separated, when we separated, or when I separated gotcha. from his mother. Um, yeah, so that was like within that. I guess that, like within that sort of 12, 18 month period, there was a lot of stuff happening. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like obviously losing dad, my son being born, and then, you know, not that long after, um, you know, the family separation. So, um, so yeah, a lot of stuff happening. Major a lot events. of stress, a lot yeah. of stress within that period. Um, sure. So that was definitely looking back, that was obviously, yeah, that was obviously a difficult time. And, um, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, adjusting, adjusting to all the changes, and um, you know, moving, moving forward. Um, yeah. So, and then I guess career-wise, I was still, as I said before, I was, I was in the retail management really until more, until sort of twenty twenty when I started studying the other, um, studying counselling. Um, and yeah, I think and and. My, I met my second, um, my second wife in around 2016. I had quite a period of time um, where I was just more, more so concentrating on, um, you know, building a building a good relationship with my son and, mm-hmm. um, you know, my career and and everything else. So I was sort of more focused on those things um, yeah. rather than necessarily, you know. Looking, looking for love or looking for a partner or anything like that. Right. Um, then in yeah, 2016, um, met my second wife, and then uh, later um, we had we had a daughter together, and she's now three years old. Hmm. Um, and then I think what I think the thing is um, that. I feel like from my first marriage, I didn't really take anything from it. I, as far as learnings, I think from my first um, marriage, as maybe I'm not the only, hopefully I'm not the only person um, uh, that's done this, but 
I think from my first marriage, I just sort of um, wrote that off as the other person, you know, the other it was, person, it was her the other fault. person's that's there. It's their fault. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And I didn't really take ownership for the things that I, you know, that I could have done better. Right. Um, and I think so that was obviously an issue because, yeah, I didn't take those those learnings. And I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like in um, both of my, um, you know, both of my marriages, I could have been much better, you know, much better person, much better um, dad, family, mm-hmm. you know, person in the family, um, yeah. role, role, role model. Um, I, um, yeah, unfortunately, I had some negative patterns around, um, you know, controlling, controlling my emotions in the fact that, um, um, yeah, I think because some of those previous experiences that I had seen, I was, yeah, I was not the best at controlling my emotions and I got sort of frustrated quite easily. Um, and I think in the end that sort of culminated in, uh, you know, just being a, being a bit of angry, being a bit of an angry person really, um, probably not, not being very approachable, approachable to others, including, you know, including my family. Um, and that's, you know, that's definitely not, you know, not where I wanted, not where I wanted to be. Um, like obviously, um, wanted to be approachable and know that, you know, my mm-hmm. kids were comfortable in coming to talk to me about different things and, you know, that my partner felt like, you know, felt like they could talk to me about different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was, um, yeah. That was not a good, not a good outcome, and you know, I I think what happened once, like early early twenty twenty, um, mm-hmm. like when when I experienced um, our second, like our second, my second operation, um, that was um, a defining moment. A a wake up call um, mm-hmm. that was sort of basically just there was a lot of shock, a little shock for me um, because I wasn't, I wasn't really fully aware of the situation that it was, you know, it was as bad as it was, um, and so because of that, it was very, yeah, it was big, it was big shock to the system. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think more than anything, it was just, it was just a big wake up call for me, um, where I was just at that point, I was sort of forced to reassess everything, everything in my life, um, mm-hmm. where I, where I actually was in my life and maybe who I wanted to be and like what sort of values, what sort of values I wanted to show, um. Yeah. For me as a person, um, and yeah, it was that was really just a bit of a process, really of of finding myself. So I think over yeah. the next sort of two to three months, I just done a lot of a lot of soul searching. Mm-hmm. I, you know, as I mentioned before, I was I was unfulfilled. I was I was not happy, and I was just frustrated with where my life was at. Um, and I think it just took that. It's unfortunately it took that event of the separation to actually wake up and you know start to actually reassess some of these things about that that I wasn't you know I wasn't in a in a good place um, right and um, that was sort of the start of it I guess and then reassessing what I actually wanted and then um, I. Had a background in retail management, like for for over twenty years. Mm-hmm. Um, spoken about branching out and doing something, doing something different, but I've never actually pulled the trigger and and taken any action on it. 
Yeah. I'd looked into a few different things at different stages, but uh, just procrastinated and um, right. Uh, so, done, yeah, yeah. I definitely. Action. Sorry to cut you off. I definitely want to get into that mindset because you definitely are. You know, I don't want this to be all. <laughs> All yeah. negative. It's you, you. I can tell you have a lot of passion for what you're doing now, um, and so I definitely want to get to that. Um, yeah. So just to and just just to be clear, so you you are divorced now. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to, it's because you said second separation. I just want to be clear. So, and um, I mean. Yeah, I, I, one of the things that went through my mind was I was just listening to another podcast where um, the guy was talking about um, reflect reflexive thinking versus reflective thinking, and and um, you know how just in general in, in the U.S. or you know in the West, <laughs> I'd say in general in the world today, we we tend to just have reflexive thinking we don't we don't even really think we just we just consume and just scroll on our phones and go to work and you know and and that's normal i mean that's not not that everyone should be you know a monk or something but <laughs> uh, we you know you do have to live the day to day and and have reflexive thinking but we don't ever take the time to have this reflective thinking that you took several months to do and unfortunately some real pain is what what led to that, um, and was a big part of that, I, I imagine. Right. But, um, it's, it's for me, I'm, I'm hoping that the, the listener can draw out that it's really important to take that time, create that space. However, that comes about, you know, whatever your, that situation looks like for, for each person, but whether that's daily, weekly, you know, whatever, but take that space to, to, kind of evaluate who you are and who you want to be and uh, obviously that's what you what you focus on for other other people now so and so then talk to us about that um the professional transition that you made and how because a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs or want to be entrepreneurs um or you know they have a side hustle or they're investors you know um who run a small business in in some way, shape or form. So, you know, of course, not everyone is, is going through the exact same situation as you, but what was it, you know, mentally, what was your mindset at that time where you, um, how were, how did you know it was the right time to, to, uh, you know, make that professional transition and, and make the leap to be an entrepreneur? Yeah, I think at that time, there was a couple of questions that I asked myself. And asked myself, which I think I touched on before, who who do I want to who do I want to be? Like, mm-hmm. as far as um, what do I want to be? What do I want to be known for as a person? Like values and everything like that. What's important? Mm-hmm. And another thing was like, where where did I want to be in in five years' time? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was sort of the main two questions that I asked myself to get clear mm-hmm. on what my purpose actually was and mm-hmm. where I wanted to be because I didn't I didn't have that clarity. Um, so let's uh so so what were the answers? We'll just dive in. Well what on. I found is um, I knew that I wanted to do something help other people. And I knew that uh, yeah I wanted to use wanted to do something where I could use my experiences and the pain that I felt to hopefully help other men who might be on a similar journey to me. I might, you know, like say me two years ago or right. just over two years ago. Um, so that was my main purpose. And um, then it was just a matter of sort of locking in what particular, what particular area that I, you know, that mm-hmm. I wanted to work in. And... Uh, counseling is something that just felt felt right to me um, because it was an opportunity for me to give back, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. and um, you know, um, hopefully use my you know my wisdom and my mm-hmm. um, experience experience yeah. over over my life to to hopefully you know help and guide help and guide other other so- men. Uh, 
Good question. So you, uh, I mean, generally speaking, at least in in the U.S., divorce is pretty expensive. <laughs> um, and I, I don't mean to laugh about it, but it's just you know, it's it's a fact, right? And um, so, how were you able to kind of get in the right mindset about your financial situation? Um, because that's you already had a lot of transition going on, so I could see a lot of people in in the same position or similar position wanting as much stability as possible and not wanting to change other variables in their life such as i mean starting a new a new venture that's that's a lot in and of itself so how did you navigate those waters mentally yeah well what i because it was something that i was that i was passionate about um i didn't i don't think i really thought about the financial side of it too much. Gotcha. Um, I just knew that, you know, knew that I had to make it happen somehow. Mm-hmm. But I started the I started the business on a part time basis around my around my other full time mm-hmm. yeah. uh, re- retail management job. So that that I guess gave me the basis, gave me a good basis, you know, where I could, mm-hmm. um, you know, I still had some the funds and the income you know to be able to start that start yeah that's on, i mean that's, uh, yeah, on, that's, on that basis got it i i uh personally you know did, went part-time at my job in 2015 and have been doing part-time real estate and mortgage note investing since before that and so and then eventually just quit my job this this year but um the reason i say that is it that was seven years of part-time and part-time right and um it just i I think people get so wrapped up in oh i want to be an entrepreneur and you know and then you know go and quit their job and realize it's it's a lot of work and it's not always you know what it's cracked up to be uh but but it, it, it it sounds like your mindset was not really about it was just bigger than that it was you know you needed to serve your purpose now was to serve others. It's, it sounds like, um, so you weren't, so the rest was going to figure itself out. It's kind of what. Yeah. And I think it was going back to my why as well. A big part of my why was, um, like for my kids Mm -hmm. because I added, added bonus, I guess, um, like from doing this type of work, and and obviously being in my own business, although although as you would know, there's a lot of you know a lot of work involved in getting that up off mm-hmm. the ground. Yeah, um, was that you know I can have that look at flexibility around my, around my schedule. Um, yep. So because I always found myself coming back to that that reason that was the driving force, which was that mm-hmm. I want to spend more time. More time, quality time with my kids. Right. So, uh, so that's what that's been about. Reason. But just, but just to clarify too, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it does take time to build a business, of yeah. course. And um, you know, it's been growing steadily. Mm-hmm. And but currently, you know, I still do some some other work. You know, gotcha. to complement to complement that sure. also. Um, but yeah, like it's been it's been a really good journey, and um, you know I'm happy with where things are heading. Like things are heading in, in a good direction mm-hmm. to the point where hopefully I can get to get to the point that you got to where mm-hmm. I'll be you know mm-hmm. stepping full hundred percent full time. Um, yeah. You know, hope, hope by the end by the end of this year, it's the um, it's the nice. goal. Nice. Um, but yeah, generally in business. Um, you know, quite often to build up the, the clientele, everything like that. You know, does does yeah. take a bit of a period, bit of a period and of time. I think three years is kind of what I hear. You know, and it of course varies wildly based on what industry you're in and <laughs> what, what your approach is and everything. But um, so you're you're still within that three years. So. Um, yeah, people, it's just, it takes a lot of work. And I do have, you know, more 
control of my schedule now. I can do things, you know, uh, in the middle of the day, but that doesn't mean it's, that doesn't mean I'm not working <laughs> at odd hours. I mean, you're doing a podcast at 4am. So there's, <laughs> you obviously still are putting in some, uh, some work for sure. Um, but, um, so just looking back at, I guess, you know, anything we talked about already, I still have other questions to to run through, but what would you say are, you know, some of the biggest takeaways, um, you know, it could be how you were able to look at your second marriage and you, it sounds like you were able to uh, it, tell me if I'm words to out, but, but you were able to take kind of take ownership of of your role in that that more so than the first one. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think definitely um, learned. You know, was able to learn and grow a lot from that from that experience and understanding that just getting getting a better awareness of how I was, you know, interacting with the people around me because back at my, like back at my low point, um, you know, like all of my relationships were not, were not good. But, um, wasn't communicating well um, with others and, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on at that time. Um, actually was in the situation too, like, Financially was not good, you know. There was a range of things, and it all came back to my my own behaviour um, and some of the poor decisions, poor decisions that I had made in the past. So it was just getting that realization um, and that self awareness mm-hmm. of you know some of those poor decisions and behaviours had actually led to mm-hmm. me being where I was. And that if I can start making better yeah. decisions, then you know things can be better. Right. And I just, I just, I think I, at that point, at my lowest point, I just knew that something had to change mm-hmm. because if I kept down the path I was going, I was just, um, you know, no, nothing was going to get better. Yeah, and I mean, I think, and as much as that sounds. I know it was very painful to go through. Um, there is hope in that as well. So in other words, if you hadn't come to that realization, then there's no hope in, in changing things like you just said. So to me, that is liberating in a sense as well, because then you now have more control of your future. And so that's pretty empowering. Um, and that's not to say that the other people in your in your life didn't play a role in the problems. Um, you know, and again, I'm, I'm projecting here probably, but, <laughs> um, but I think, you know, I think once we take ownership of our situation, whether it's in a marriage or our financial situation, whatever it is, that's actually liberating. Um, it may sound like, Oh, that's, that's pain. It, it is painful, but you know, it may sound like that's a lot of, work and and it's all negative that I have to accept that responsibility, but it's actually freeing because, oh no, now I have a lot more control of how my life is going to be um, in the future. So um, anything to add there? Yeah, well, that's right. It was a stepping point, was a stepping point for me. And it was just, um, yeah, it was something that just needed to, needed to happen really. Mm -hmm. For, for things to change. So, yeah, that was pretty much what it had to be. It had to, for a different, for a different future, something, you know, some different choices had to be made. Gotcha. Um, uh, I'm going to fire off some questions and we'll try to get through them and then we'll wrap it up. Um, what do people misunderstand about you? That's a very good one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think in the past, a lot of things, a lot of things have been misunderstood because I've haven't been a great haven't been a great communicator in the in the past. So that's something that's been a big part of my personal development journey. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I'm not sure if that answers your question, but no, that's um, good. That's good. I think most of the <laughs> most of the uh, experiences and were, were based around yeah mis miscommunication or not enough not enough communication on my okay. part. No, that's good. Um, so I, you probably touched on it already, but if you could go back and give yourself some advice, your 18-year-old self some advice, what would that be? Yeah, I think it would just be having a better outlook, having a better outlook, having a better mindset when, when, these, when challenges come up. Mm-hmm. And also having that awareness of myself and my communication and my act, you know, my actions that I take, and the, um, you know, the impact, the impact of those actions on on other people around me. Got it. That's good. Uh, yeah, it's just a greater awareness, really. So, and piggybacking on that now for men or women, anyone who's listening to this, um, who finds themselves in a similar situation, can you think of anything that maybe they don't, aren't going to be going through a a massive transformation, you know, but what are, does anything to come to mind? What are some practical things that someone can do to try to get to that awareness or better communication or, um, you know, I guess rephrasing it, looking back over the last two years, of your own life, what are some practical things that you've done that have really helped get you where you are today? Yeah, I think daily routine is really important. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of probably poor habits um, that, that I got into. And once I was able to shift that and mm-hmm. Get to the point where um, you know I was able to find that balance of you know setting myself up for the day, which like for every for everybody it's different what works for them. But like mm-hmm. myself now, there's there's exercise involved in every day. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's meditation involved like every morning, and just getting really clear on my intentions, my intentions for the day and what what type of energy, you know, I want to put out, put out mm-hmm. others. Yeah. Um, I think for me, yeah, that's been a big, big part of mm-hmm. of being able to sort of transform and improve, improve myself. Um and even things like uh, a daily um, high performance planner, actually. That um, mm. I'm not sure if you've heard of Brendan Bichard. Yeah, um, but, I, I but he has a yeah. high performance planner, and mm-hmm. you ask yourself these certain questions. These questions in the morning, every morning when you get up. Okay, it's a lot about how can I serve. You know, how can I serve others around me? Mm-hmm. How can I be my best? How can I be my best self? And then at the end of the day, you also ask yourself a series of questions, which is gotcha. basically evaluate evaluating yourself yeah. and where you could, you know, where you can improve and get and get better. Yeah. Um, so just, just asking myself those kind of questions as well has been really has been really powerful yeah. in um, you know in being able to um, just realize where. You know where you are and where you'd like to make improvements. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, if we're not, yeah, that's really good. I, I and I think and I have read his the one book that it's probably his most popular book. Um, but uh, it's easy to s- say that, and I don't mean that like oh, it's, <laughs> I just mean it's easy to say oh yeah, I should be more intentional. But I think you need most people need that some kind of structure, like you're talking about um, morning and night to actually implement, you know, that intentionality is what you're talking about. You're taking control of your, of your day each day, which means you're taking control of your life. Doesn't mean you can control everything, of course, but you're being more intentional about your mindset and the, the energy you're putting out. But, but you're, 
disciplined about it. I, I think it's, it sounds like yeah. you can't just say, yeah, I'm going to be more intentional. It just doesn't, just doesn't work. Um, yeah. So. Because what tends to happen is people, people are more reactive. Right. So exactly. quite often, yeah, like people will get up, get up in the morning and they'll check their phone or they'll check their emails and things like right. that. And that's, that's all about, you know, yeah, things that are coming in, like that you're receiving. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people, you know, if they just sort of roll out of bed and sort of, you know, don't really have a lot of time and then they're straight out the door to work, yeah. they're not setting, they're not setting specific right. intentions e- every day. Right. Um, they're just they're sort of stuck in that daily routine, I guess, of just mm-hmm. um, doing what they need to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was on a mastermind call. I joined a mastermind group uh, and finally, and yesterday, and the guy was talking about 25 year plan. And, the, and then he and his business partner are actually working on a 100 year plan, which his business partner is, I think, 68 or something. So it obviously has more to do with their legacy and their family and things and um, people beyond themselves. But I'm just like, I was just like, I barely, I mean, <laughs> I don't have, I, I don't have anything like that, if I'm honest. So, um, you know, and just the, the element of taking this, the time and the, and the space to plan and be intentional um, is, is important. So as we start to wrap up here, I'll fire off some more questions. If you were given $10 million tomorrow, what would you do with it? Oh, that's a good question. Um, $10 million. I think that I'd probably upgrade upgrade my car. I would pay off pay off a prop pay off my property. Um and I think the rest of it would just be around like setting setting things up so that you know, my family and leaving that legacy. Um or my family and like my kids and things like that. But um, you know, so that they can also have a bit of a, you know, a bit of a helping, helping hand, I guess. Um, um, yes, and so I'd That's probably cool. invest. I'd probably mm-hmm. invest a fair, a fair percentage of it yeah. after I, you know, bought those couple of things that maybe you know made, was um, made my made my life a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever was left over. I'd sort of um, invest invest yeah. most of that for the future. Makes sense. Um, you've already mentioned uh, the one book, Brendan Bouchard's book. What what's a book? Another book you could recommend to my audience? Um, just trying to yeah, there's uh, the one I think it's called. Um, that's called high performance plan. That's actually more of a, um, more of like a journal. Yeah, like a journal type thing. Right. He does have a book that goes along with. Yeah, it. I have yeah. read that as well. Okay. Um, that's yeah. I've read quite a few books. To be honest, I've been mainly reading um, like business type, business mm-hmm. type books lately. Anything um, come to mind? I know I'm putting you on. The there's spot. one called Business for Life. Um, okay. Which is actually um, written by a guy called Matt Alderton, which hmm. I'm guessing uh, he's business business person actually here in Australia. So okay. your viewers may not, you know, may not have heard of him, but he is um, he actually after being successful successfully in quite a few businesses himself, he now runs uh like a business networking networking type uh organization which which i'm involved in and um this book um basically just goes through a lot of different really handy things around business Mm -hmm. um everything from like getting clear on your values and your mission and vision statement Mm -hmm. you know branding marketing um, pretty much, you know, a lot of the, um, lot of the main things that you need in business sure. to to succeed. 
Okay. So yeah, that's um, that's def- that's been something that's been really been really good. No, that's good because yeah, I don't, I hadn't hadn't heard of him. So that's... no, it's called um, BX BX Networking. I okay. think, and I think uh, you guys actually have it have it over there as well. Um, okay. Because he's now gone, like his networking groups are in are in New Zealand, and they've only just opened up some different branches, I believe, in um, in the states. I'm not sure exactly, um, yeah, exactly what the locations are, but uh, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Um, what's one question you wish I'd asked, but I haven't, I haven't asked. I think we've covered everything pretty well, to be honest. <laughs> um, the only other thing that just that just sprung to mind actually is when you were asking about what, what advice would I give to myself, mm-hmm. or you know that might help might help other people. Right. And there's one other thing that that I've just sort of come back to that, that's just sprung to mind, and that is when we go through these. Major events and you know major life transitions, I guess you would say, mm-hmm. is to give yourself, you know, the time and space to process everything. Mm-hmm. Um, quite often, you know, because we're so stuck in the situation ourselves, mm-hmm. um, you know, we can make. Decisions based on our based on our emotions at that time, mm-hmm. and so I think that's really important as well. Is just um, you know give yourself that time and that space to actually process and really think about your you know before before you take action on anything. Um, really think about you know what's in line with your own values and what the um, you know what the outcomes, what the outcomes may be. Um, yeah, so I think that's really useful as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is that is good. And that yeah, of course that could be a an hour or a day or a month or a year <laughs> uh, could look very differently depending on the situation. But um, yeah, I think we've all found ourselves in that situation where we just react based on emotions and. I mean, that's not to say emotions are bad, right? Um, but yeah, you do need to create the space and um, create space and time, and and uh, to be able to make make a smart decision or um, not the make a reflective decision, not a reflexive decision, I guess to to bring it back. But anything to add there? Yeah, we definitely. Um... Yeah, we definitely just need to give that, give that time and that space. I think mm-hmm. um, definitely just to um, yeah, just to get really clear and be able to reset, or reset and get you know get clear on what you what your goals, what your end right. goals are. Right. Well. So I got one more before we talk about where our listeners can reach out to you. Um, what's has anything been surprising? What's been one or two surprises uh, with regard to your new profession? Um, whether that's about starting a business in general or being a, a counselor, what's something that you didn't expect um, that's turned out differently? I think it's just myself. I've never been in never been in business before, and mm-hmm. I think for me, it's just been a big. It's been so much learning and so much growing, mm-hmm. and so much pushing myself outside of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to push push things forward. Yeah, but I think it's just that realization that the business is made up of so many different elements. Um, yes. You know, and you have to be good. You have to be good at all of these. Elements yeah. for it to be for it to be successful, you know, like um, especially these days with all the technology and social media and marketing and all those kinds of things, um, you can be good 
at what you do, but if you're not good at finances and mindset and, you know, social media and all these other things, you yeah. know, you need to be you need to be confident and um, capable yeah. at all of these all of these things to be successful in business. So for me, it's just been a huge learning curve, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like I've learnt so much already, but I've still got so much to learn. So yeah, yeah, good. No, that's great. That's I can relate to that. <laughs> it's, there's a lot to lot to juggle, many hats to wear. Um, so, well, Marcus, I really do appreciate you coming on. I know it's early over there, and um, I appreciate you getting vulnerable for our listeners and, uh, and, um, where can our listeners reach out to you? Yeah. Thanks for having me on Jamie. So listen, uh, your listeners can, can contact me at my website, which is www.readytoheal.net.au. Okay. Um, or I have the Facebook business page, which is also, um, which is ready to heal counseling. Got it. And there's actually a lot of different, um, yeah, different events and guest interviews and things like that that I have on my business page as well. And I also have a um, private group. Okay. For men, for men as well, um, which is called Next Level, which is actually called Next Level Brotherhood, um, which is also which is within within Facebook, okay. um, and yeah, we do. We try and give. I try and give as as much of free free value as I can with different hints and tips around anxiety and stress, and you know some of those daily struggles that people might be experiencing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's, um, there's a lot of free, and do you do free value there. So, yeah, check. Uh, feel free to check that out. Perfect. And you do um, virtual counseling as well? Yeah, and I do. So I do um, – I can do counseling via, via Zoom. Mm-hmm. And yeah, as we – before I mainly specialize in uh, helping men through yeah. major life transitions. Sure. So, um, yeah, I have a complimentary, complimentary chat that we can have um, where we can have a chat about where you, uh, what your current situation and your current challenges might be. Um, we can get some clarity around your goals and your purpose yeah, and that, what you'd like to gain from counselling and then we can look at some different options moving forward. Gotcha. Well, um, this has been very good, Marcus. Um, I Yesterday I saw somebody advertising as a, she said she's a life, life coach. And I, I mean, I know I'm getting, this is the old man speaking here, but it's, I mean, this—the picture. She looked like she was 18 years old, and um, <laughs> and I, that's not me slamming life coaches. I'm just saying. I think it helps that you know. Unfortunately, you've been through these these you know big time challenges, and but that adds to the credibility, your credibility, and your you know you've been through these these experiences, so you can speak firsthand um, to you know to particularly men um, with regard to what they may be facing. So, um, you know, you strike me as a very real, honest, genuine person. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, again, thank you for coming on and I wish you the best with your, your business. And um, yeah, thanks a lot for your time, Marcus. Appreciate it. Excellent. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Jamie. Absolutely. And to our listeners out there, please give us a a positive rating and review. And thank you for your time as well, which is your most valuable resource. Thanks, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Hey there, it's Jamie Bateman. Ever felt boxed in by life's challenges? Dive into my new book, From Adversity to Abundance, Inspiring Stories of Mental, Physical, and Financial Transformation, available now on Amazon. From a former bank robber's redemption to a young entrepreneur's victory over hurdles, these stories are not just inspiration. They're the roadmaps to your transformation. Whether for you or as a powerful gift to friends and family, especially those who might not tune into podcasts, this book is a beacon to a life of abundance. Ignite that inner fire and set your course to the life you've imagined. Purchase yours today on Amazon and light the path for someone you love.